0: This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hello, hello and welcome to the chasing bandos podcast today on the pod i am talking to a french explorer jonk in this interview we talked about my favorite topics which is chernobyl and baikonur cosmodrome my guest explored both of those places he went to the space shuttles so that's coming Absolutely love this photographer. I have been a fan for a while. I've been following his work. And just before we start, I would like to encourage you to listen to our Wednesday episodes. This is Chernobyl miniseries. So far, we've done nine episodes. Next Wednesday is the last episode, episode number 10. And I'm so happy and proud that I managed to interview different people from different backgrounds, somehow connected to this amazing place. If you haven't had the chance to listen to Chernobyl miniseries, please give it a go this is a really interesting topic and our guests are simply amazing and they have so much insight about this unique place okay back to the interview with Shank. Welcome on the podcast, Jonathan Jimenez. That's what I found out, but your nickname is Jonk. Did I do it right? Like, is it Jonathan
0: Jimenez
1: or? It's
0: like that, but you better call me Jonk. Much better,
1: much easier. Jonk. Okay, yeah. Jonk. And I think there is a there is a story why you picked this nickname, right? But before we go there, what I wanted to, to touch on a little bit is a little bit about your beginnings with photography and with whole, the whole abandoned places. So one thing I found out that you kind of like discovered the photography when your parents sent you to US when you were 11 years old.
0: Well, uh, I was part of uh, some kind of association of, of French, French young people. And uh, we were like uh, 12, uh, 12, 15. And uh, every year in the, sem- in the vacation period of February in France, we have two weeks vacation. And uh, my parents sent me with this group of uh, of children in a different family every year for two weeks in the U.S. So the first time was uh, when when I was 11, and I went to Florida in a, in a family alone in a, in a family. Each each child of the group was in a different family, so we were in very in deep uh, deep uh, immersion. I don't know if you say immersion, but yeah. Uh, and uh, so I stayed two weeks uh, when I was 11, then two weeks again when I was. Uh, Twelve. It was in Colorado. Then two weeks again the next year. It was in uh, Arizona. And I did that maybe six or seven times.
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's exactly the when I first started photography. Because when I left, my parents gave me, you know, those, those small uh, disposable cameras, you know, the old uh, orange yeah. uh, plastic stuff. And so I brought a few, a few uh, every time. And so these, these, these were my first uh, pictures.
1: Ah, nice. You when you were nineteen. You went to Barcelona, and apparently that trip changed changed your life
0: absolutely it changed everything <laughs> yeah first when you go when you travel alone for the first time, it has to change your life you you just uh, discover a new place you have to do everything by yourself, finding uh, you an apartment and i, I stayed for two months so i have to i had to do many things on my own and yes, it was the first time, so it was a very uh, special trip and still today it, uh it's still one of the even if I did uh, hundreds of trips of trips since that that one. I, it's maybe one of my most important. I
1: can only imagine you being nineteen and going to Barcelona by yourself. I remember visiting a friend. I went to Barcelona. I was a little bit older, but I still remember this trip. Uh, yeah. I, there's something about Barcelona. <laughs>
0: uh, <right. laughs> That's
1: it's a little bit exactly. crazy there.
0: Yeah, especially when it's for when well, I was supposed to work. I, I went to Barcelona with a a big Of uh, curriculums, you know, and I was planning to find uh, a small job for for the holidays, but then maybe I I thought uh, I think I arrived too late and well, I could not find a job after one week uh, looking for uh, a small job, so I decided to stay. And uh, so uh, I spent a lot of money instead of earning uh, (laughs) small money. But uh, still, it was, the, uh, it was crazy, yes.
1: But when you say, like, it changed your life, what does this actually mean? Like, in terms of, like, this is where you discovered the abandoned places or in terms of photography? Like can Yeah, you...
0: no, it, it changed my life. I, I, I don't know what, what uh, yes, what, what you're referring to, but I, I think it changed my life in terms of photography. Uh, well, in many terms, but what you read was about photography, I think, because it's the first time in Barcelona that, that I, I found um, a photographic subject. Something that I wanted to photograph and that that was inspiring me, that was interesting me, and in that case it was uh, street art, graffiti. Uh, uh, really, street art. I found that at that time, at that time, Barcelona was covered with graffitis. After there was some kind of new politics uh, in the city to to erase everything, but really at that time it was uh, it was maybe one of the most uh, interesting city in the world for 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 street art. And I, I shot, uh, I think all. Uh, Square centimeters of street art of uh, Barcelona during the, those two months, and and then I, I really discovered really a, a subject, a photographic subject that I I loved, and and still today I'm very I'm very deep into street art and graffiti, so. It must. It must. My life until today.
1: You could say that the the like the street art, the graffiti, that kind of comes hand in hand with the abandoned places. So was that a natural transition, or how did you get into the the, the abandoned places?
0: Absolutely, it's a total uh, natural transition because um, actually then I, I was in Barcelona, I discovered uh, graffitis, and then I came back uh, in France, and I, I still continue to continue to shoot uh, street art and graffitis. And then I started, uh, one day, I started to look for, you know, more uh, hidden graffitis. And uh, I realized by talking with, uh, with a graffiti artists that they, they, they often paint in, uh, in abandoned places. So actually, I started going to abandoned places looking for graffitis. Uh, so exactly, it's, it's the graffitis is, uh, is the transition between photography, I mean, my start in photography, and photographing abandoned places It's, it's exactly... Uh, graffiti that made the, the transition, yes.
1: Yeah, and then there was something about you started exploring the catacombs in Paris as yes. well. So tell me yeah. about that.
0: For me, I started urban exploration before shooting abandoned places. Because for me, urban exploration is exploring the, the unseen sides of the city, for the catacombs, subways, I went a lot into subways in Paris, you know, the ghost stations and everything, and the rooftops. For me, these three things, catacombs, subways, and rooftops, they are the three, three pillars of um, urbex. But, uh, and then I started, yes, around uh, 2010, something like this. And uh, and only after, I uh, I started going to abandoned places, what we call urbex now. But for me, it's less urbex than what was urbex before. So, yeah, yes, catacombs, it was really my first... Uh, catacombs are, are crazy in Paris. You can spend uh, days in catacombs. It's... Uh, at the end, I brought uh, I brought some some people to to visit because I I, I started to orientate uh, quite well. But at the end, I've been only ten or fifteen times only, but in a, in a in a few years. So it has been really a intense uh, intense activity. But now it's been maybe six or seven years since I, I've been there. I think I'm too old now for this kind of stuff.
1: No, you're not. No, you're not. Come on. Well, it's, very, um, it's
0: very demanding. It's very demanding. It's, when you are, I'm I'm like well, I don't know in uh in English the the I'm one meter and eighty five. I'm uh, ninety kilos. Oh, when, me too. When you, when, well, when when you are this size, it's not very easy to go in. Uh, you know, small tunnels like uh, one meter sixty. You have to be like this, like uh, uh, you don't see me now, of course. But uh, it, you, it, it's quite hard to stay even six hours in the catacombs.
1: Really, <laughs> I'm a little bit intrigued about the catacombs. I, I this is not something that I've I've done. Just in case, like some someone doesn't know what that means. Like, could you like of walk course, me yeah, yeah, of what you can of find
0: course. Well Catacombs is a network of tunnels below Paris, right below the, the main streets of Paris, that, that's crazy, and there are literally tens, hundreds of kilometers of tunnels uh, below Paris. Uh, well, I'm not an uh, expert on, on history, but it, it, it has been used at, uh, at a time, I think it was during the plague, to put uh, dead people inside, and so now there are a lot of, uh, of, of uh, bones and everything. But still, and it, it has also been used for, um, during the resistance to hide people. Where it, it, it has had many, many uses during the history. But today, what's very, what I love is, is that you are below one of the beautiful, most beautiful cities in the world, and you are in dirty, dark tunnels. And you, sometimes you just uh, get out of the catacombs by a, you know, a, a plaque on the street, and you, you climb uh, 10 meters of ladders. You put your eyes out, and you are again in the normal world. And I like what I love is this this underworld below uh, below my world. I mean the normal world. Well, my world is more the catacomb world than the other world. But uh, it's this uh, to find this kind of stuff below a big city like this. It's it's unbelievable. Wow! And of course, yes. If I can say one more thing, what's interesting? What's interesting is not just tunnels. Is that you can find uh, beautiful carved rooms. There are people who spend days in the catacombs. Uh, um, cravings, Craving walls uh, uh, Making art Also on the catacombs And uh, you have many historical um, Elements like Reservoir uh, or, or, um, I mean during the resistance There were some rooms used by a resistance During World War II you, There are many many um, Also old graffitis Not graffitis but you can see dates Like centuries old um, Scriptures on the, on the wall It's very unique really mm.
1: Wow! Well, that's something I would certainly would like to do if I if I come to Paris. Yeah. Before my exploring life, there was one city that I used to return to all the time, uh, and I've been there maybe three or four times, and it was Paris. Yeah. Maybe because you know I lived in London, so it was like pretty yeah. close. But I was coming back to Paris. I was doing like city breaks, but I uh, kept coming back to Paris. But wow! So you originally, obviously, are you still in Paris? Yeah, yeah.
0: But I've not been back to the catacombs. I think for six or seven years. Oh. And this and this stuff, it's it's changing a lot. I mean, entries to the catacombs they always change. Exits, well, I mean, sometimes they are the same, of course. But you you need it's something you need to be in the catacombs movement to always know where you can enter, where you can exit, exit where policemen make patrols uh, because now police they make patrols in below. So it's it's really a, a world. It's a a world by itself with many people. Uh, Actors, I mean, of the catacombs, and you need to be inside this world to 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 go there because uh, it's always it's often changing.
1: Mm, yeah, I'm sure it must be also quite dangerous. In of oh, course.
0: Oh, if you don't have a map, don't go. Uh, it's I, I told you it's hundreds of kilometers. It's dark. Really, it's not something you you do for uh, like a, for a walk uh, in the park. You know, you need to be prepared: food, food, water, light, batteries. And a map. At the end, you know, you have the map in your head. But if you are new to that, you 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 don't go without a map. Too dangerous.
1: Mm. Let's make a tra- transition to to the abandoned places. So, what made you fall in love with those?
0: Well, uh, so uh, as I told you, uh, first it was about graffitis, only graffitis. So I started to go to abandoned places to 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 find graffitis. And then with time, I realized that uh, the places where those uh, graffitis were have been uh, done, they were interesting uh, by themselves. I just uh, I was not only I, I did not have to find only graffitis, but I, I, I realized that those, those places by themselves deserve to 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 be shot. So I started to to look for abandoned places, even without graffitis, and to to go to to shoot them. And at the end, well, graffiti was just um, well, not just, but it was, it, be, it, it uh, became some kind of side uh, side project. And uh, and indeed, I, I I fell in love with uh, abandoned places for for themselves, not with or without graffiti. And then again, with time, every, everything takes uh, years. I realized that what I liked uh, the most in this um, universe of abandoned places is to see the the the, the effect of the um, time passing. You know. Uh, rust, uh, peeling paints on the wall, broken, uh, broken stuff. That you you see that time, uh, time has passed. And one of the most, uh, one of the strongest things, or the most beautiful things that uh, depict time passing is nature coming back. Uh, for me, it's beautiful to see a, a small tree uh, uh, growing in the middle of a, of a room. It's uh, it's, uh, it's it's crazy. It, it, it tells a lot. It tells that uh, nature is uh, is so so strong and it can, it can come back, uh, anywhere, anytime. And so, yeah, it, it, exactly now I'm, uh, I'm very, uh, deep into this, uh, this, uh, this topic of nature, but of course I, I continue shooting, uh, uh, normal, uh, abundant places with no, no, no nature. But I mean, my main work, what the, the work that interests me the most is, uh, is nature.
1: Yeah, and speaking of nature, how about we move to Chernobyl? Because yeah, talking yeah. about places where the nature takes over, I mean, that's a clear, clear example right there. So what's your experience with Chernobyl?
0: Well, Chernobyl is, uh, I could talk to you uh, for hours about Chernobyl, but uh, let's say the first time I went to Chernobyl, I was supposed to go to, to Detroit. And uh, when I, I planned my trip to, to Detroit, a uh, solo, solo trip, at, at that time I, I, I always moved alone. I liked to, to be alone. So I planned a, a trip to Detroit and just uh, planning my trip, I realized that uh, a friend I knew uh, got killed in, a, in, a, in an abandoned place in Detroit. So it's really, uh, I don't know the name in English, but it it, uh, it, it killed also my, 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 my will to go to Detroit. So I I, was, I looked for another um, interesting place a bit far away to to go and and I I I thought I could, I could, I could go to Chernobyl. So then I went in 2015 to to Chernobyl for my first trip. I I went alone. Then the next year again I went alone. The next year again I went alone. Every time I went to Chernobyl, well, I, it was just amazing. And I knew every time when I left that I did not saw everything that I could see, and so that I had to I had to go back. And uh, now I've been uh, I've been seven times, and still uh, I know there are plenty I did not see, and uh, I want to go back. I was supposed to go last year several times, but um, uh, I, I could not go because of coronavirus. But I'm supposed to go in uh, in May this year, so let's hope uh, it it will be okay for May uh, May this year. But yeah, I I went three times alone, and then it well, it it cost money uh, like crazy Chernobyl. So uh, I realized that I had to go with other people, you know, to to lower the cost. So starting the the first time, I I started to bring people with me. Uh, So I I make groups. And uh, then for four times, I I came with uh, small groups to make the, the, the cost a bit lower. And so yeah, now in in uh, in May I will bring my first group to to Chernobyl.
1: When you go to Chernobyl, uh, what sort of arrangement are you making? Are you using one of the like the tour operators, or you just go like on? Uh... Yeah,
0: no, uh, I never used uh, a tour operator. Well, the the first three years, I uh, I made a I made a friend uh, who was uh, his entries, let's say. And so I went. Uh, I went with him, and uh, uh, we went with a local guy, and we were all the three of us. But I mean, I don't know. From from, uh, from abroad, let's say there were two Ukrainians, and then um, this guy, he has his interest. So I, I, I always, uh, I always go. It, it's official. It's not. Uh, it's not. Stock, it's not uh, stalker. Stalker stuff. But let's say I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not talker and I'm not uh, tour
1: operator. I'm in the middle. Ah, no, I think I think I know people like that as well. On the. uh, There are hundreds now, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I interviewed one of them, uh, Vlad, oh, yeah? second episode on the Chernobyl mini series I'm doing. Yeah, he takes people kind of like a bit of a not technically official way, but at the same time,
0: yeah, yeah, kind of is. Uh, for maybe it's cheaper that way, but I don't know. But anyway, it's uh, it's my way since the beginning, and it's working right, so. Uh, and now I bring uh, I bring every time uh, four or five other people. I mean, no, three or four other people. It's a bit cheaper. So now I, I found a good uh, good setup and now I'm going this way.
1: You know that there is a way to get to like the reactor four and the control room?
0: Yeah. Well, actually, uh, on my uh, fourth or fifth trip, I've been inside the, the power plant. Uh, reactors three and uh, all the control rooms except, uh, of course, uh, room number four. And at that time, at that time, it was in 2017 or 18. I don't know. It, it was not allowed to go to to inside the arch or inside the reactor number control room number four. So um, I, I have not been uh, yet to the control room number four. I really want to because now now it's uh, actually last year when I was supposed to go to to Chernobyl in 2020. I, I was supposed to go to. Inside uh control room number four. Of, of course, it's something I really, I really want to, I really want to, to, to do and to see. Uh, but uh, already, uh, control um, reactor three was uh, was amazing. Control rooms uh, two, three, one, amazing. So um, yeah, I've, I've been lucky to go a bit uh, off the beaten path, but still, uh, I could, uh, I could, uh, I could enter the, the the power plant only once because uh, yeah, I don't know, I did not want to go, to to go back. But uh, I think for, for for control room number four. I would, uh, I would, uh, I would go back, of course.
1: What is it about this place? Because, like, for me, this place is just absolutely incredible. It just blows my mind. Like, so, what, what sort of feeling do you have when you go there? And you've been there seven times. Wow!
0: I totally agree. There is really something very special with this place, and I'm really drawn to it. Every time I leave, I know I will go back. And uh, and every time I'm i in I'm in Paris, I'm planning for trips uh, here and there. I, I I always have one trip which Chernobyl in my in my head because I know uh, that so, I the zone is huge. Uh, I saw I think I saw a lot of the zone, but still there there is uh, maybe more even more that I did not see uh, yet. And even the places I, I, I saw, I want to go back to see the the, the, evolu- the evolution, you know. And well well the, the this is not a really good point because the more time goes, let's say, the more the evolution is is bad. Because I, the, the, the the there is a boom of people uh, uh, visiting the zone, and I really think that in the coming years the setup, you know, to to, to visit Chernobyl will change because they they, they cannot allow uh, uh, everyone to go. Well, it, it's supposed we be forbidden to go inside the building, but you know everybody goes inside the building. Uh, so I think uh, they will they will soon uh, re- really forbid to go inside, or maybe I don't know, put uh, doors or whatever I don't know. But and I think it will really change in the in the near future. Because Chernobyl clearly it's a, it's an heritage. It's a, it's something that it, it should be a, a world museum, uh, books or whatever. The, every, everything that left in Chernobyl, it's, it's a piece of history and it should not be walked upon or touched or whatever. So I, I think it, it will, uh, it will really change in, in the near future, so uh, I, I, well, I don't even know what I was, what, what I started with. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dr- <laughs> I, I'm drawn, I, I'm drawn to, I'm drawn to Chernobyl like crazy. I want to go, I want to go back uh, every time uh, I I leave the place, and uh, I'm sure I will. Uh, I, as much as it, it's a lot to go, I will, I will go for for many years again because uh, also I'm in love with um, with the Soviet imagery. You know, uh, maybe you saw my book mm-hmm. Goodbye Lenin. It's about uh, it's about Soviet uh, vestige. And uh, um, I love uh, Soviet uh, imagery, uh, the, uh, the slogans, the posters. The, um, this uh, I always, I always uh, found some some kind of strength, uh, such a huge strength in, in these kinds of, uh, of images. And, uh, and in Chernobyl, you can find uh, millions like this. So it's it's one of the things that I love about Chernobyl. Other things, of course, is uh, as you said, I'm a lot into nature. Coming coming back. And Chernobyl, it's been like now such five years since it has been abandoned. So nature is uh, is is coming back uh, like crazy also. So it's beautiful for this kind of uh, of things too. And also to 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 the the, the size of the place to 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 be able to to walk into an abandoned building to go, go get out and 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 to another one ten meters away uh, again and again and again. It's 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 unique also. And the background, the background, it's. Uh, the accident, you know everything that uh, the the strength of the accident. Mm. If you if you mix if you mix all that, you 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 have something that's uh, crazy.
1: Yeah, I will come back to the books. Uh, there's something I want to ask you and I want to talk about them. But you mentioned that you were going to Detroit and the guy got killed.
0: Yeah, exactly. What is that story? But um, it's uh, it's actually it was a graffiti artist, a French graffiti artist. His name was a zoo, zoo Project, and uh, I, well, I, I knew him uh, in in Paris. I, I followed his work; uh, his works a lot. He's a great artist, and he went to, to Detroit to paint in uh, in abandoned places. He got killed. Technically, he got three bullets. It's it's awful. And uh, they, they found the guys, and uh, they're in jail now. But uh, well, he died, and uh, oh. it happened exactly a few a few months before. Uh, yeah, they, they wanted to to steal his. Uh, his gear, and it happened a few months before I started to investigate uh, the 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 airbags in Detroit. And so really, as as I was as I was planning to go on, I really stopped everything with Detroit, and uh, I started looking for for another interesting place. And Chernobyl was the first uh, candidate.
1: Oh wow! So he actually got murdered. My God,
0: this yeah is... yeah it's awful. Yeah it's awful. Really it's uh... and actually my book um, Westlands about graffiti in abandoned places. I made a chapter about uh, the project, I don't know it's a homage. I don't know how um, to say homage in English, but uh, testimony yeah, or dedication. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a, yeah, dedicated,
1: yeah. I, 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 yeah,
0: exactly. I dedicated a chapter to to the project because it he was a great artist, and really the, this kind of happening to him, this kind of stuff happening to anyone is awful
1: yeah that's awful what is the like the furthest or the longest have you traveled for a location
0: you mean for like a trip or for one single location
1: if you go somewhere right yeah beforehand i guess you research Oh, of course a lot, a lot so i guess what i mean is you have an idea that oh you want to visit this place so you want to take a picture yeah. so what is the longest or the furthest you travel for a picture
0: oh, i get it well, I think the, the 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 furthest is is Japan because from Paris, uh, or maybe Argentina. Well, there are three potential answers: Argentina, Namibia, or Japan. But I think the the longest, uh, the furthest is Japan. And there are a few places I really, really wanted to shoot in Japan uh, with nature, nature um, places taken taken over by nature. So I think it's 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 uh it's Japan. It's uh, the mine. Uh, you know, I, I have a picture. Uh, of a wall all full of wine wines and uh, a car that's half uh, swallowed in the wines this picture is uh, it was a surprise because i did not see how i was going to to find this in in, in japan but this kind of, uh, of pictures is in japan the nature is so is so green and so strong and so tropical in japan that uh, for, for my for my, my uh, naturalia pictures uh Japan was perfect.
1: Yeah, from what I'm hearing, like, you know, the the common understanding in Europe is that the Belgium is like the gold mine for urbex. But I think Japan is a strong contender. Like, Japan has so many locations.
0: Belgium, actually, when I started uh, really um, abandoned places after uh, subway stations and uh, rooftops, I went like every weekend, every Saturday, every Sunday, I I went to Belgium. This was maybe 2014, 15. And I, I... I was I, I went to Belgium uh, not, not maybe every weekend but maybe three times a month and but then uh, maybe for the last few years I think I've been uh, three times to Belgium because yes it's great it's it's great uh, especially for industrial uh, sites the blast furnace or this kind of stuff is just amazing to in, in Charleroi and Liège it's uh, you can see, you can there is. Places there are places you can spend one day in one in one place. They are so so huge and so so much things to to shoot and to see. So yes, Belgium it's uh, amazing for your back But when you when you been there maybe uh, 50 times, you want to see something else. That that's when I, mm. I started to look a bit further. And then I saw Japan. I saw other things. But indeed, uh, Belgium uh, Belgium is great.
1: <laughs> is there a favorite place that you've explored?
0: Oh, uh, I think you know I will say Bangkok. <laughs> And maybe it is, it is <laughs> a, a, purpose, a question in purpose to a I was hoping you say that.
1: I was hoping you say that.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it, clearly Bikonno is in my top uh, three. Maybe it's certainly the top one. I don't know, but there are a few, uh, yeah. a few places that uh, that have been uh, really uh, remarkable. But yeah, I think Bikonno is uh, is uh, number one.
1: Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> I, can we? <laughs> can we hear the Baikonur story? So, because like I am so so intrigued by the whole journey. What was this yeah. journey for you? And your general feelings when you when you discovered those shadows? Yeah. When did you first put your eyes on those?
0: Crazy, crazy feeling, as you as you know. But yeah, yeah. Baikonur. It's uh, yeah. I was I was just saying you can in Belgium you can uh, spend one day in uh, in one place. Well, in uh, Baikonur it took me six days to to see one place. <laughs> so it's it's even uh, more uh, demanding. But uh, yeah, Baikonur. It's uh, it has been uh, some kind of a dream, or uh, I mean, a place I I really had in mind. Of course, I mean, like all uh, urban explorers. But uh, yes, yeah, being able to to make it, it's some kind of a life achievement that um, you 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 never forget. And uh, I think I will I will I will I will see the the, the brands in my in my head. I will see it for all my life. So
1: let's take a little bit of a step back. So did you drive your car into the desert, or did you stop at the highway and you hike through yeah. the desert?
0: Yeah. So first I took one plane to Budapest, one plane to Astana, then one plane to Kizirada. Then one bus to Toretta. Then after all this, I took a car. <laughs> Someone drove me, I, I think, around 20 kilometers away from the city. And then almost 20 kilometers inside the, the cosmodrome. So we have, half, half the hike was done by car. And then the people, the guy, he did not want to go further because, of course, he was taking huge risks. So he dropped us in uh, in the middle of the cosmodrome, 20 kilometers away from the hangar. And then the the last 20 kilometers, it was then uh, hiking by night, like uh, everybody does that. I think I've been lucky to have to add to to have to have only 20 kilometers to walk. I'm still, 20 it's so well, lucky with 20. Yeah. yeah. How, how long did you? Hike? Mate, I
1: went. I got dropped off at that highway, and then because oh, yes. I took a taxi. Kilometers. I took I took a taxi. That yeah. So we started 10 a.m., but we we got there we got there at midnight. Wow. 14 hours. We walked all that. And, uh, and oh my God, it is something else that.
0: But imagine, we, we, we had to walk 20 kilometers in four hours and, uh, and a half. We we, we left mm-hmm. at, uh, at nine. I'm not sure now. But uh, yeah, I'm almost sure we, 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 we arrived at 1 a.m. in the morning. This I'm almost sure, 1 a.m. in the morning, uh, 1 a.m. 1 and a half. And then I remember we, we, we spent like thirty minutes in the dark with the flashlight to, to see the, 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 the shuttle and then we went to back to, to bed at two AM but I think we, we did it in it was a crazy ride.
1: At the nightfall when you walk when we when after you you know left the car, did you yeah. use the dirt roads to get there or did you walk no, through no, the no. desert?
0: Straight no straight line. We had a um, a tablet with a, uh, you know, uh, we had the, the coordinates that, yeah, the target uh, point, yeah, the yeah. GPS uh, straight to it. And it was a, it was a straight line. Uh, you I see you cannot yeah. be more straight. No, 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 no. We, we we did not, we could not even see the world. So the, the guy, he left oh. us at some kind of a demolished, uh, you know, missile, uh, missile uh, launch. Like a, launch, a silo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So he dropped us there. We, we waited like maybe one hour, more than one hour that the, the sun, um, uh, set and, uh, yeah, it was around nine. We started walking, but we walked all straight.
1: You know, there is some sort of cabin at that yeah. silo now, and there's someone there, they're like building something there.
0: Oh, really? I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know.
1: Were you surprised with the light, like the floodlight from the base on your left when you were walking? Exactly,
0: exactly. This is frightening. <laughs> and, you know, and there were, of course, there, there was a light on the left, on the right, uh, everywhere, depending on the... the- which part of the the the, 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 the walk you are you are in? But also there are patrols. Cars. We, we saw cars several times. we yeah. uh, a, a bit far away, but we had to 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 cut the the, the headlights and uh, and uh, just uh, crawl on the floor and don't move for ten minutes until the, the car uh, moved away. But uh, yeah, several times we had patrols and uh, and, and dog 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 barking also. Uh, this was really uh, at the end when we were really arriving to the the hangar with the, 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 the shuttles but uh, we had uh, like 10 minutes of uh, barking dogs and this was not pleasant.
1: Yeah. And so, so obviously at night you enter the hangar and then yeah. you see those shuttles that you, you put your, your flashlight yeah, on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what's that first feeling of looking at those? The
0: first feeling of course is uh, we did it. We are inside. Uh, we have not been caught uh, on the way so at least we would have seen, we, we would have seen the, the, the beast you know and and uh of course uh the the first feeling is uh yeah achievement like i said because uh even if uh you get caught uh, 10 minutes later uh you 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 have, you, you done it you you walked you you found a way to find people to bring you you walk you enter the building you saw the thing so okay you did it then the next day you you will take pictures but uh at least you 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 are you are standing here in front of this kind of Crazy stuff. So it's a huge achievement, um, uh, feeling of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I could not believe how huge they were.
0: Yeah, yeah. You look first more in front of them. Uh-huh.
1: Just the sheer size of those shadows, because there's two shuttles there. Yeah. For me, everything I thought, I knew. It just, it just totally blew me away. It, it, the the size, I don't know how to describe. It. It's just like enormous, enormous, yeah, and right. huge. Yeah. So obviously, so then what happened is like the first initial like moment you see them, excitement. You put some light on it, but then you have to go to sleep.
0: Yeah, of course. No, we climb maybe halfway, like four, or five floors. And we, we found um, a closed uh, room with a door that we, we could, uh, we could uh, really get inside and close it in case, I don't know, someone walks in or whatever, guards or patrols or whatever to, to be able to, to cook at night or uh, without, uh, I mean, being able to, to talk, to still be able to talk. But yeah, we found a room. We left uh, stuff for two nights there. And then the next day we, we, we put the, the, um, the alarm clock at, uh, at seven or eight. I don't remember. We had to sleep at least five or six hours. And then uh, eight, uh, we 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 started shooting uh, shooting the shuttle the shuttles, and uh, all all day long. I remember the next day we we set up the alarm very early to to go to the second building with the the rocket and to to cross the we wanted to cross the the land uh, separating the two angles with by night. Everything everything I wrote in my book, but now I don't, I'm not sure the hours, but I think we we put the alarm clock at six. And uh, but now I, 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 I'm not sure, but um our, I think it was six, and uh, we, we we crossed to the other building. We stayed three hours on the building with the the rocket. And then we went back uh, in the in the in the other hangar with the shuttles around nine. And then we spent all the all the second day shooting the shuttle, getting inside the shuttle. Oh, you didn't go inside the shuttle.
1: That seemed risky because you see, all the research that I have done is basically when you are in the hangar with the shuttles, you don't really see where the patrols are but when you're in the hangar with the rocket the rocket is like the the hangar is much more vertical and it's huge and so you can see the patrols actually they sit jeeps on the periphery there and what they do is they look for any sort of movement during the day because I can totally I can totally understand this thing where you go to those shuttles you shoot them everyone tells you like leave at night like if you want to cross to the other the safest way is to go at the car of of the night. This is what I've done. We just went at midnight basically. But we did two days. One day in the whole hangar, we waited for the nightfall. We went to the Amerga uh, rocket and then we spent the whole day in there. Uh, and then we only left
0: next day at Wow. Midnight. Wow. So you spent a whole day in the rocket hangar. Yes.
1: So I spent one day with the shuttles, one day with the rocket, yeah. Well,
0: the, the, the crossing we did at 9 a.m. between the rocket hangar and the shuttle hangar, this crossing was very risky. because, Of course, it was yeah. daylight at 9 a.m. and we could have been caught. But I mean, we, we did not want to, to spend more time in the rocket hangar because in three hours, we, 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 we shot everything that, that was to be shot. So, and we wanted to, yeah. There was I, I mean, the, the, the other hangar with the shuttles, there are so many rooms in, the, in this hangar, not the main hall. But uh, so many rooms with papers, with documents, with uh, panels on the wall. I, um, yeah, I wanted to shoot all that. So I spent almost uh, more or half my time in in the main hangar shooting something else than the, than the shuttles. Because um, yeah, there was so many. Even the the, the, the staircase with all the rusty uh, the rusty uh, bar, the, the the peeling paints. I shot uh, tens of pictures of peeling paints uh, in those uh, beautiful staircases. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was risky to cross at, at 9 a.m., but it uh, it uh, it uh, it happened. Uh, it, uh, I mean, we, we 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 did not have any problem doing that. So yeah, right. <laughs> and you
1: know when you when you sit in that hangar and you look through the window and you see the other hangar right there, yeah, you yeah. think to yourself, it's just right there. It's like it's so close. No. but yeah, actually, would... I think it's like a one kilometer away from it, right? Like it it
0: takes yeah. a while.
1: So like you coming back at nine o'clock, that was really. Risky,
0: yeah. And so we did it uh, running, of course, and uh, the night was very, very short. And I had like another ten kilo, ten kilograms of gears uh, on the back, and uh, mm. there was some huge adrenaline. And, and I remember running, uh, being really tired, and I had to stop maybe three or four times. Like I could not uh, run I, one time between the two and I, I had to stop at least twice. hidden somewhere in a in a building on the on the way, but. Uh, it, it 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 was long and it was uh, very stressful to to run. Uh, I, I I would remember this this run. Uh, I think on my life because it's very stressful.
1: Yeah, and but you know what's really intriguing for me is that there is a separate hangar, a little bit smaller because those two are just massive. But it's still a huge building. There's a between those two buildings. There is this one separate hunger there I didn't have enough time to go there because I was determined to only move at night mm. and then spend all day inside because I could not risk it I travel half way across the globe through yeah, this picture that I imagine myself staying on top of those shuttles and taking the pictures so like, <laughs> like I could not risk getting caught in there so I did not go inside the other one I think that's one of the things that I think a lot of explorers a lot of people are missing out and we don't really know what's in there because we all do the shuttles and the rocket, but what, maybe there's something well, else in there.
0: Well, I can tell you that I have no idea what is inside because I, uh, I have not been uh, either. So it was already very stressful to, to shoot those two angles. I did not want to oh, yeah. to take more risk. And, and actually, when I explore some abandoned places, I try to, to visit everything, to check every room, every building. Uh, not to miss uh, something uh, nice to see or to shoot. But in the case of Baikono, uh I mean, you shoot the anger with the shuttle, you shoot the anger with the rocket, and you just leave. You don't want yeah. to, to, to walk around and... Uh you know,
1: like uh, you're shopping or something. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, the hunger, because it's like there's so many broken windows. Naturally, you trying to stay really quiet. It's yeah. just the windows. Like I was just so freaked out about the noise. I could yeah. hear like the different types of noise everywhere. And I was just always freaked out on the edge. And you like constantly on the edge that maybe something will happen.
0: I mean exactly this is a very important part of the experience uh of this uh this place because the the, the sound the noise actually uh where well, the anger is huge and so if you drop a coin on the on the on the ground floor you hear it on the top floor which is uh, you know, 70 meters higher it, 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 there is so much uh, echo that uh actually that, that that's the way uh patrols they they, they caught the they catch people because they just enter that's what uh, people t- told me before I, I went there that they just enter the the angle they just sit that's sit but they stand right in the middle on the ground floor of the the, the angle and they just listen if they if they hear any anyone walking even if, if someone is walking 12 floors higher they will hear it because there's so much echo and so i, I heard that the the, the technique of the patrols to 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 catch people. It just enter, get in the middle of the room, stop moving, and listen. And if there is someone, ten seconds later is 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 caught because you you have to you hear everything. And that that that's why we 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 knew this before we we went to to the Buran. So we had a system and all the time. There was someone at the top floor uh, watching if uh, patrols were coming. And as soon as um, we, we we knew the patrol was the patrol was coming, we we stopped moving. We just froze anywhere we were. We stopped moving until the guy said, "Okay, now uh, you can move again." Uh, they left. Be, make, make making noise is uh, the the best way to well, it's, it's easy to say, that. every place is the same. But in particular in that place, if you make noise, you 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 caught for sure.
1: Was there anyone coming in? Was there any patrol when you were there?
0: Yeah, twice, twice, twice. Really. And, and, uh, yeah 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 twice and one time i was exploring one of the small rooms on the side shooting uh, documents and um, so i just have to uh, i i i sat on the room waiting for the for the guys to for the patrols to to leave and the, and the guy was there to 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 tell us we could move again and i i i slept so so little the night before that i i i i um, I, I fell asleep uh, i fell asleep uh, waiting that, uh, that, that 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 they leave Yes. Yeah, 12. Wow. Yeah, you see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I must have been so lucky because. Yeah, maybe. There was no one there. But at the same time, the way I timed my trip was that yeah. I was there five, six days after the launch. And usually yeah. what happens, this is my thinking was this, that usually what happens is like whenever there is a launch today, when they send the rocket there, right? Usually what happens, there's a big security because That's it's true. an event and everything. So everyone is stressed because of the event. But what happens after the event? Most people just kind of relax a little bit. Of course. I felt like I felt like timing that to go to just right after the the launch of the rocket would be the perfect one, and then so we didn't have any sort of patrols, nothing.
0: No one went. No well, one got inside. Listen, listen to that. We planned, of course, we planned also the, the timing so that we were not yeah, during a, a launch period. This is crazy. We, it was supposed to be uh, the the next launch was supposed to be two weeks later. So we we, we planned that day because we were four and. Uh, uh, it was the best time for the four of us to to go there. So okay, uh, we 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 knew that uh, security was supposed to be normal two weeks before the the launch. So we uh, we go there. We the guy he drives he drives us, uh, drive us in the middle of nowhere. And just before leaving, the guy with the car, where well, we, we we tell him okay, we meet uh, th- uh, three days from now at eight in the morning. We meet exactly at the same at the same place. Uh, eight AM uh, three days from now, okay. And then the guy before leaving, what does he say? He says, "Okay, uh, be, be careful because there is a launch uh, uh, tomorrow night." We say, "What? Uh, <laughs> the launch?" Uh, we say, "What? What? You 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 serious? The launch is supposed. The next launch is supposed to be uh, two weeks from now." And uh, they said, "No, no, it has been. Um, I don't know, put uh, forward. I don't know yeah. in English, but uh, still, it has been um, rescheduled. More yeah. More, uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, Rescheduled. Rescheduled exactly much uh, earlier." And the guy said, "Okay." Uh, Two nights from now, there is a uh, there is a, a launch. We say shit. Uh, we, we we don't believe it. So one of the guy put the the data on his cell phone and he checks and yes, exactly. They the, the, the rescheduled the, the the launch and it was exactly the second night when we were supposed to be in the in the hangars. So we we say okay, what do we do? Do we do we do we continue? Do we take the risk of... because we knew there was high security before launch. So um, we we say okay, well, do we do we continue? Do we do we go back and we. And of course, we we cannot go back uh, when you are in the middle of nowhere. You just have five hours walk to, to the place. So of course we continue, but yeah. we knew we have to be extra extra careful. So and and exactly the second night, one of the guys, he, he went to the to the roof of the hangar and he saw the well, it, it was 20 kilometers away. So it, it just saw a tiny tiny uh, yellow uh, line. Uh, uh, but there there was. But we we felt the ground uh, shaking 20 kilometers away. We, we oh, felt it. Wow. Um, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> But and exactly maybe it's because of that that we had two two passwords, But uh, uh, yeah, we, we were exactly the in the in the period of uh, of the launch. It was it was uh, not so smart, but uh, we, we we it was not planned planned that way.
1: You see, I don't think there are any rules like how they do it because I was I, I was so convinced that. The only way they will go inside the hangar, if they see you, if they see any sort of movement, because for me, it's like, it just makes so much sense that when you go at night, when you visit the shuttles, then during the day, next day, you shoot the shuttles. And then it's like, I mean, it's not going to take whole day. So you, then you have this, like another half of the day where you do what, like, what do you, what do we do? And you look through the window and is this, Rocket is just sitting there. So everyone (laughs) is thinking like, well, like, Like, it's just there. It's just there. How how about we go? How about go? And people are naturally impatient in situations like this. And this is high risk. And that's where people cross you. They cross at day and they get seen. And because they get seen, the patrols, they come in and they check. If you cross at night, they won't see you. They won't go inside. But I don't think that's that's the case. I think it's super, super
0: random. I did not not once. I asked, okay, what do I do now? Uh, I shot every square centimeters of the of the adjacent small rooms you know so i i never had nothing to do uh, so that that was no i i never i, I almost never uh, looked uh, at the windows for example uh, i i spent all the time shooting uh, and that, that's because i shot all these kind of uh, small rooms that i had a lot of materials and i decided i, I should make the book because i i i, I, I did not have only uh, three pictures of the shuttles and, and two pictures of the rocket i had a uh, 3000 pictures uh, 300 pictures of uh, books uh, panels on the walls uh, machines uh, walls staircases whatever so I, th- I think uh, I don't know I was in some kind of uh, trance and I shot a I thought everything that could be (laughs) said.
1: There was this one room when there was lots of different books and there were blueprints as well. Yeah, exactly. And you know, like one question I have for you is about the Urbex code and what you think about that. And I try to follow that code and never take any stuff from abandoned places. But honestly, at that moment when I went to the room and I saw some of the blueprints, I was thinking to myself like, "Oh my God, if there was a." blueprint of a space shuttle yeah honestly I don't think I would be able to just leave it I would take that frame it put it on my wall somewhere that <laughs> would have been absolutely amazing but there was no blueprint of a space shuttle unfortunately yeah
0: I did, I did, I did not see uh, I did not see blueprint, I saw blueprints of, you know some systems of the you know some uh, systems of the shuttle or whatever but I did, I did not see anything that I, I wanted to take with me but anyway I did not I did not take uh, anything with me I, I almost never take something with me uh, but uh, no, in, in that case, I, I didn't, it did not even occur to me that I, I could uh, bring back some kind of souvenir because I was so much into the pictures, into the adrenaline of the of the moment that I I, I did not. Uh
1: Think about bringing any souvenir back, <laughs> leaving the biker <Baikonur> for now. <laughs> Thank you for that. I love talking about this, about, yeah, this about the shadows. This talk, this topic is just incredible. So, you obviously have done this for a long, long time, and you must have been doing this even before you found out that this was cold Urbex, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know where this whole code came about, but. I think maybe came from necessity, actually. But what was your take on this? When did you realize that you are part of the urbex community? What's your take on the code, and what's your take on the currently on the community?
0: Well, my take is very easy. Is that I am not part of this community, so it's very easy. <laughs> I, I don't speak to I don't speak to anyone. I'm, I mean, of course, I have a, a, a few people I talk to, but I'm not. Uh, I really don't feel I'm part of this community because I I, I I'm not talking to I don't know all the, the the names that everybody knows I, I know I know their name but I don't talk to them I never talk to them because I, I I'm on my as I said before I I started I was always alone uh, but now I, I have some people I I go I go to abundant places with but they are not uh, even them uh, inside the community so uh, I feel um, I see the community. I mean, I I, I I certainly follow on Instagram most of of this community. Uh, most of this community certainly follows me on Instagram too. But we don't exchange uh, thoughts, thoughts, whatever. We don't we don't talk. So uh, really, it's easy. Uh, I really don't feel like I'm part of a bike community. So maybe it's disappointing answer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I I I I I like to be I like to be alone by myself. Uh, I don't need to 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 but by now we were four. But it's almost never. Uh, I, I am more than two when I visit an abandoned place. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people they there are three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, I've been to places I saw groups of uh, plenty of people. It's for me. But you need to. For me, this kind of places they have atmospheres. Uh, they they some kind of a peace, and you you cannot be uh, three, four, five. I mean, I, I love to be alone. Now that I'm getting a bit more serious. I, it's better to be with someone in case anything happens, but I I need to feel the the quietness of the place, the peace of the place, and to be able to to focus on your picture, not to to wait that someone leaves a a corner to shoot the same corner, you know, this is unbelievable to me. Yeah,
1: no, I understand that, I understand that. And you...
0: Yeah, if if I can add uh, uh, something uh, about that, that before you were talking about uh, research, And yeah, so I I have to make a lot of research because I'm not exchanging with anyone. People don't come to me and say, okay, take this place and go shoot this place. So it it takes me uh, millions of hours to to, to research and to find places to shoot because I'm not in that community, so I'm not exchanging, I'm not waiting for people to give me places. So for example, before lockdown uh, last year, I was supposed to go to Armenia and uh, I scrolled the entire ground of Armenia on Google Earth on Google Maps, on Satellite View, and I, I, I scrolled every inch of Armenia looking for abandoned places because I, I, I did not ask anybody for, for abandoned places in Armenia. So It took me six days, but in six days, I scrolled the entire country of Armenia and I found maybe <laughs> 300, uh, 300 uh, abandoned places. And at the end, I had, uh, I had an itinerary, itinerary of something like 50, but uh, that trip got uh, cancelled just uh, before the, uh, the lockdown. Unfortunately,
1: was it corona because of corona oh,
0: exactly yeah the, 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 yeah yeah, yeah, corona. yeah it was in june in june last year but this trip it's my first trip i will do as soon as the planes are okay again i go to armenia the, the next day
1: oh nice nice okay so you you saying that you're not really feeling like you're the part of the community but now doing the podcast that might change you know so okay. what would happen maybe. what will happen now if people start contacting you and like trying to um trying to like involve you in in some sort of way what's your response gonna be like
0: well, in, in, what involving you mean what in exchanging
1: location uh, no no maybe like what if if people want to like go with you what what would that be if someone contacts you and uh. say that um hey, how about, <laughs> no, straight away, no. <laughs> how come? But well, I'm
0: not, uh, the, the, the only people I go with uh, are people I know uh, personally. I mean, uh, it, I think it, it won't occur to me to go rebexing with someone I, I did not meet in real life. Or or maybe I could, but if, if I have been following this person for long, I know it's a, it's not a stupid person. He won't, uh, mm. even if I did not meet him in real life, I have to, to know at all that that, that person is a, good person not uh, i don't know that if i bring this person to a place i found a great place he, he will not the next day give it to someone else you know so there is some kind of track, yeah. uh, that that's needed and no, uh, yeah, of course uh, it, it won't be no like this but uh, I, I would have to talk to the person and uh, but anyway i'm not the, the kind of i'm not very um social when it comes to other places so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, i'm not sure i will mean, uh Anyway, I, I live in Paris, so I don't know if there is someone from, uh, I don't know, uh, Switzerland that wants to visit. Uh, okay, I, I'm not going to plan a trip in Italy or anywhere with someone I, I don't know. It's it's strange to me. I'm I'm, I'm very social in real life. I have plenty of friends, uh, no problem. <laughs> but when it comes to shooting other places, I don't know. Maybe I'm some kind of, uh, maybe, strange person. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but we, we we all we all have our own kind of way of approaching this and, exactly, and what exactly. you're saying what what you're saying is that when you go exploring you want to go with someone that you trust you don't want to risk going with someone be, uh, that you don't know because you don't know how they're going to react like if some trauma comes in like how they're gonna react you know so I, like, I, I do I do understand that and uh, and yeah that's um, that's totally understandable I'm just just thinking to myself from like just a little bit of a, like a selfish point of view because you know when I talk to people on this podcast, I really pick those people carefully because I get that sense of not not technically always, but I I have that sense of sometimes my my guests, most of my guests have this really the right reasons to explore and they are very passionate people and I kind of feed off that passion. So I instantly want to, you know, like actually make some sort of different connections and and, and go exploring because, you know, those, those kind of friendships that you make by doing this unique thing is it's, it's quite, quite something, you know,
0: exactly. And I think you did not uh, make a mistake when you asked me to be part of this podcast because I'm really passionate. And I'm not doing this because it's fashionable to do this. I'm not doing this to post pictures and to get uh, more followers or whatever. I'm doing uh, pictures of abandoned places first because I love abandoned places. I love the atmosphere. I love visiting them. And because I feel uh, deep in me, I'm a photographer. For 20 years, I'm a photographer. So actually taking pictures of abandoned places is something that's natural to me that i i really like doing it's really it's it's, it's really been it has become a passion and it's something i i want to do for many many years and i, I saw so many people that uh, that make li- uh, live videos every spot they make they make a live video for 10 minutes or they shoot uh, they they post uh, 50 pictures uh, u- useless pictures and me i'm just i like to to visit the place to feel the spirit of the place if i see something that is nice and i, I can make a good pictures i take a picture but I'm, I'm not, I'm not shooting, uh, 50 pictures, uh, every location. It's, uh, I, I, I um, I feel the place. I, 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 walk in it. I visit. I, I take a few pictures, but it's what drives me is really the, the place itself, the, the atmosphere, the, what I, what I, what I can discover of the place. It's really, uh, for me, this, this, uh, activity is perfect activity because you, it can, it, it can take a whole day. Uh, it makes you travel. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not sure I would have I would have gone to 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 Georgia or Armenia or Azerbaijan maybe next year to to if it was not to shoot abandoned Soviet places. So, it, it, it for me, yes, it's it's something I d- I did not say in a introduction. But before really getting into you know urbex trips, I've i I've, I've, I've done a lot of uh, normal trips. Let's say like in Brazil, Argentina, all 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 South America, all South East Asia. And I felt I, I had traveled a lot, and I, I felt I, I, I needed a new motivation, for a new reason to travel. Uh, abundant Places gave me this uh, this reason, because I, I went to to Namibia, to uh, to Japan, four abandoned places. Well, I, I could have, of course, gone there for, for just casual tourism, but I, I felt after many, many, many normal trips, it was a bit more or less the same. So I felt that I needed a, a new reason to, to travel. And um, discovering a uh, local uh, abandoned prison, it, it 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 became my reason.
1: Mm. Let's talk about the books. Tell me, like you have several books, right? There's a goodbye Lenin, there's a by Kanur Wastelands, there's Naturalia. Is that the r- yeah way Naturalia? To yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, the, yeah, that's the
0: that's the
1: that's the latest one, right?
0: So uh, I've made five books, and Naturalia was the first one. Uh, then oh. uh <laughs> I know why you are mistaking because just now I am releasing the Naturalia Volume 2. That's why you are mistaking
1: Yes, that's exactly why the mistake happened, yes.
0: So, yeah, Naturalia was the first one in uh, 2018. It was about uh, about uh, overgrown, uh, abandoned places. Then it was uh, Spomenix, second one Spomenix. This is about... Um, World World War Two monuments in uh, in uh, former Yugoslavia. Mm. Then it then it uh, then Westlands came. This was one about um, graffiti in abandoned places. Then uh, Baikonur, just about my trip uh, my trip to Baikonur because I I think this adventure is uh, strong enough and uh, and um, Lifetime, content. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it deserved a, a book uh, by itself. So uh, I wrote a lot of text and uh, I made a book. And then the last one is a uh, Goodbye Lenin. It's about uh, Soviet uh, abandoned Soviet places in uh, Eastern Europe. Mm. So for this, I, I've been to every country in uh, Eastern Europe: Moldova, Belarus, Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, all all, all, this, all, all all the countries in Eastern Europe, and I made a book about uh, Soviet yeah. places. And the last one will be released in a few months, in maybe two months. It's uh, Naturalia Volume Two, and uh, mm. it will be great. <laughs> That's
1: great. That's great. Those books would be available on Amazon. People would can find them there, right? Uh, my,
0: my first five books, they are on Amazon because I, I have done them with um, publishing the houses. But the next one, Naturalia 2, I decided to self-publish it. So I'm not sure it will be on Amazon. I'm am currently uh, looking into that matter. But uh, it will be on my website, of course. But I'm not sure it will be on Amazon. But uh, it's not decided yet but all of them yeah the, the first one they are of course all of
1: them. a lot of people in this community would see publishing a book from the places they visit as something of a goal this is certainly a goal of mine I am working on a book called Abandoned China as you can imagine yeah and what I wanted to ask you is more of a kind of like a technical side if you if you don't mind when you think about a project like this and someone who might not have any experience in that field you know we have experience in taking pictures, but publishing a book is a completely different ballgame. Now, do you go and seek publishers or the route of self-publishing? Like, how would you describe if someone was planning to release yeah. a book? Like, what, yeah. what? How would you go about and, and do that?
0: Yeah, I will make you a long answer. Because first, I will comment on what you said before that, that making a book is a goal in the best community. I would say that, with, that, that there is two sides uh, in that first for, for many people it's a goal yes but for many people it's something not good to do because it brings light on the on the activity it will it will uh maybe give location if you write the name of the location it will uh, bring um it will uh, it will show that you want, you are looking for fame and that you do this or even even for money but people who said that they don't know that uh you don't earn money with books it's very 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 little money so you don't make if you want to earn money don't make books really it's a uh, it's just for me. I, I love books since I'm a child. I have uh, hundreds of books in my house. I love books. That's why I wanted to make books. But uh, it's, it's really not for money. It's really not for fame. But uh, I, I, I I love I love books. I, I just wanted to make books. But it, it, it's not so clear that uh, it's a goal for your best community. It can be a goal for maybe some uh, people. But it, it's also some kind of... Uh, a blacklist uh, argument for others this set aside yes for my five for my five books I went to talk to publishers and I, I showed a project a topic a few pictures as an example and they said uh, yes or, or no uh, I, I published five but uh, I I proposed maybe ten so uh, it, it's not easy to to, to, to get a, a yes from a publisher especially these days that uh, the, the the publishing uh, uh, business is uh, deprived of it but uh, and, and I will, I will release a book. Uh, it's not signed yet. So I should maybe not talk about it, but uh, there is a publishing house that came to see me and to propose me a, a book. So uh, I will, I will certainly make a book that a publishing house asked me to do. This will, this will certainly be released, uh, next, next year. But, uh, but yes, uh, this is some kind of a dream, dreamy situation. You don't, if you wait for a publisher to come and ring at your door, you can wait all your life. So. I would recommend mm. to, to 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 go ring at the door and show a project and be persuasive that your topic is uh, is interesting and uh, and hopefully uh, wait for a year. But it's very very hard to to find a publisher. I have great uh, well ideas that I think are great for books, but I, I only have those, uh, and that's why I will uh, I will uh, I will uh, self-publish them uh, too uh, next year or the year after. Well, actually now I can I can tell you because it's it will be official in a. Uh, in a few days, but I am launching my own uh, publishing uh, house. So you will see uh, a editions in a, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I I, I always have, I I always have had a good relations with my publisher. We are all uh, very, uh, uh, I mean, everything is perfect with them, but uh, I don't know. It's, I think I would be better doing everything by myself. And especially because I, I, I'm a bit tired of, uh, of going at each door, showing the project, because I have 20 projects, so if you go to each publisher with a project, it takes your life to, to go to publishers. So I know my, those books are, are great. I will self-publish them. And um, I think I'm not going to talk a lot to publishers anymore, But except for that one that, that came to see me. But uh, now... Uh, Mostly, I will uh, I will uh, self-publish everything.
1: So, what you're saying is that if someone has a project, they should pitch the project to you. That's what <laughs> you're saying. <Yeah. laughs> that I should no. be. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I should it, be yeah, talking to
1: you. It seems <laughs> like it.
0: For for the for the moment, uh, my my publishing house will be will have the purpose of publishing my books. I'm not <laughs> sure I will, uh, I will I will publish uh, uh, because you know it it, cost, it costs a lot of money. It's a lot of risk. Uh, if someone comes to see me with a great uh, project, why not? Of course, I I, I not say uh, no. if someone asks me, can I show you a project? Of course, uh, and and if I think it's a good project, uh, uh, profitable because not profitable, but that I, I won't lose because not, you know my photography is my job, so it's it's hard to 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 make a living from that. So. I don't want to lose money on other people's projects, even even yeah. with mine. So, um, but no, no, of course, I, I can, uh, I will be able to withdraw, uh other people's projects. No problem.
1: Yeah, Zhang just imagine that, imagine that abandoned China and the co- <laughs> and the cover,
0: that yeah. drone
1: picture of the Great Wall, like destroyed Great Wall, just swinging yeah. around on the mountain. <laughs> oh,
0: oh. You can send me a, you can send me a,
1: a layout. <laughs> yeah I got in contact with someone who is almost like um a I don't know how to describe it. Is she an agent? She, I think she's kind of like an agent slash coach slash okay. something. I'm working with her from, from March. And she's basically going to be like my mommy who will like okay. nag me and tell me like, keep to your deadlines. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. It's going to be quite challenging 12, 12 weeks from 1st of March. Yeah, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. I would love to, love to do this. I think, you know, for me, it's again, like, you know, I, I love books as well. Like yourself, it's more of a. This is gonna sound really weird for me. It's like about like achieving immortality.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: It's your name on that piece of uh, you know hardcover. <laughs> I want to say paper, exactly. uh, hardcover, and it's there on someone's shelf. Like I don't mind if I don't sell any. I'm, like, I'm sure some of my friends will exactly. right. buy.
0: Exactly, It's
1: the same for me. But yeah, yeah, it would be it would be amazing. One other thing I want to talk to you about is like exhibitions you have. Uh, also been to China, you've been to like Shenyang, uh, Shenzhen, right? Like so you've been to a couple yeah, places yeah, yeah. here and you've done the exhibition. So like, was the exhibitions linked to promoting the books or is this uh, like a different identity?
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it has nothing to do with the books. It's just that have, I've been contacted by um, French uh, institutions in China and they offered me to, to they, they went into my pictures they thought there were good pictures that the message associated to the pictures was worth uh, um, spreading. So they proposed me to to make uh, an exhibition. Actually, it was not one but five because it was uh, it was some kind of um, a global event uh, French Chi- Chinese event in China in in many cities. So they made uh, five exhibitions at the same time. But no, no, it, it was not about books. It was just about uh, showing the showing the pictures and uh, yes, some of the exhibitions were great. Like the the, the one in uh, in Shenzhen was. Uh, was amazing. The place was crazy, huge, all white, big volumes. Huge pictures. It was uh, my. I think yes. It's true that it's my my best exhibition uh, to date.
1: Yeah, and you know what? One of the things is I'm I'm just wondering like about the when this event was taking place because I have been to one abandoned place that clearly used to be an industrial place, but it has been turned into the art gallery, and the whole thing got abandoned. And on top of my head i cannot remember the 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 artist he was definitely french and i'm just thinking to myself if this was somehow linked to that what you said with him i will have a look in my pictures because i took a picture of his name i'll send it to you and see if you maybe maybe know him now just a moment ago you said about if you wait for the publisher to contact you you will be waiting all your life now what is the situation with like different sort of competitions because like i'm I know that you won or were awarded in uh, like a, in in yeah. a different photography competitions. So, is this something that you look for those competitions and you enter them on like how does this work? Yeah, the because competitions I'm jealous were, basically. Yeah, I'm yeah. jealous. That's why I'm asking. No, don't, don't,
0: don't <laughs> be, don't be. No competitions. Uh, well, actually, no. photography is my uh, is my uh, is my job, but uh, well, I don't see it as a job uh, at all, but uh, still it's uh, it's a job so uh, what i want to do is to get as many people as possible to see my pictures and to, exactly, have to, to yes. like them and so and just for me a photo competition is just a way to to show my pictures to the, the juries or to win also sometimes i mean often when i uh, i am um, i enter competitions, it's because the the among the prizes there are exhibitions so now i have i have, I have done exhibitions um in Tokyo, in Moscow, in many, many, many uh, cities, uh, in New York, in uh, Singapore, and, and all, all, all those exhibitions, I, I got through through photo competitions. So one one reason I end photo competition is is to get uh, exhibited uh, around the world and uh, to to get the pictures to be seen by uh, by uh, by juries, by other competitors. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that, that, that only reason is to to get exhibitions, to get uh, the pictures to be seen. Books are books. I don't know if this was a part of your question, but books have nothing to do with. with exhibition, you you have you have contests. No, I mean books have nothing to do with photo competition. But uh, th- there are contests where the you can enter your books and uh, and the, the you win the best book of the year or whatever. But I never entered an exhibition with uh, with my books. i mean, uh, i mean in a contest with my books. I I, I always enter my uh, my nature uh, nature pictures. But uh, yeah, it's something I, I encourage you to do if you want to to get exhibited um, to get your pictures to be seen. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Just uh, to to be to to get exhibitions, and uh, that's the main reason.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that's. Thank you for that. Thank you for clarifying that for me. When you think about all the places that you visited, all the countries, all the different countries, is there a story somewhere there about like, oh, you cannot believe this happened?
0: Oh, many, many, many. Uh, I have many anecdotes. Now I've visited more than. Uh, between uh, one and two thousand abandoned places so i have tens of anecdotes but i know once in france there was a farmer he saw me inside that there was some kind of church on uh, on the on his garden and on, on his property and he saw me inside and so he, he pulled me out he broke my tripod and uh, he, he he caught me by the by the collar like this with one one hand like this the other hand with um, his fist like ready to punch my my, my face and uh, like for for five minutes he was what what were you doing here? I'm fed up uh people entering my property. I, I to, to get inside this uh, this chapel, I just walked, I mean, I crawled through a wall, a, a hole uh, in the door. It, it was missing, uh, the door was missing a, a wood a wood panel. And so I just have to crawl and to enter. So I did not touch anything to enter this chapel. But the guy, I don't know, maybe he, he thought I, I, I broke anything or I don't know. But he, I think mostly he was fed up people coming. And so he, mm. he, he took me out. He, he, he broke my tripod. And uh, I was very, uh, well, this this would have been, uh, he, he was very old, the guy. But I think this would have been uh, a younger guy and uh, uh, it could have been very bad because uh, I could uh, I, I, I don't know how I, uh, I could have been so diplomatic with him and not uh, be yeah. get, uh, get uh, more angry than he was. And then at the end, it did not punch me, hopefully, because this could have been uh, the start of a worse thing. And I just said, okay, I I just crawled through the hall. uh, I just took pictures of the place. I think it's beautiful. I love nature and abundant places. Because the chapel, it was a small chapel, beautiful, with many things inside and all... Over, overgrown everywhere, beautiful. And so th- th- this kind, uh, th- this time it could have uh, really um, uh, ended bad. But another time, uh, so some guy he, he came with a rifle and he said, "Get out uh, my property!" with a, with a rifle pointing at pointing at me. I had a dog, a very small dog. Once in Belgium, but he climbed at me, um, one centimeter away from my, uh, you know, I don't know. I would say my family jewels. We say in uh, in French, in French, when we are talking about our, uh, you know, dick. And the. the <laughs> <laughs> and the dog, he, he, he was very small, but he, he, he jumped and he beat me like one centimeter left of my uh, family jewels. So, uh, family really was, jewels. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's a French expression. I i love it too. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, uh, many, many things happened. Uh, and actually, I hope this is some kind of stuff I, I could i could write in the, in the book I will make with the, the publisher that came to see me for a book. I want to not only to put pictures but to make many many anecdotes uh, to write many anecdotes
1: well and just to clarify when when Jean was saying like this he was describing how the old man was holding his shirt and then he's with with his one hand and he had his other fist like around like close proximity to his face like ready like ready to punch him well yeah you know like sometimes you know like we cannot really blame people for for being angry right not. if this guy sees so many different explorers trying to come of in course. he must be he must be totally pissed off of yeah. course
0: I, I totally understand this kind of reaction and that exactly that is exactly why i did not get angry myself and also the guy was old he was a bit drunk because it was in the countryside it was a, a farmer and <laughs> it was right after lunch it was like 2 p.m so it was just out of lunch and it was it was, it was more or less drunk so i could not i could not, um, I, I could not uh, fight with a guy like this it was not a good idea so um, I, I I have been very diplomatic, but uh, yes, uh, of course uh, uh, I I got caught uh, many many times, and uh, most of the times people people they just say uh, what are you doing? What are you doing in my property? They they can't figure why people can't take pictures of a place that that has been abandoned twenty years ago, or broken, or But uh, yeah, it's um, I understand that they can get they can get really mad, especially for very fashionable uh, fashionable places where. You have uh, buses of of people that come every weekend, they, they 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 get mad. The people, of course.
1: Did you end up going to America after all?
0: No, never. And actually, uh, it's it's funny because um now I, uh, I have uh, uh, a good list of uh, theaters, of jails, of you know beautiful uh, abandoned places in the U.S. But you know. Uh, exactly. We started this uh, podcast with uh, the U.S. with when when I went there when I was 11. I've been many times to the U.S. when I was a child and I, I worked in New York. I've been I've been several times again. And actually, I feel that I've been a lot to the U.S. and I don't want to go back to the U.S. Urbex or not Urbex, I'm a bit, I don't know. And all this, well, now it's, it's over, but until very recently, there were all this Trump shit. And I don't, I did not want to, I did not want to, it was really not a, a country that I, I wanted to go back to, even even for casual tourism. Now I, I have plenty of trips uh, planned, but strangely, there is not even one to the US. Even if I have a lot of nice places on my list to shoot, but I don't know, it's not, I'm not, I'm not drawn to this country anymore.
1: You don't feel the, don't feel the appeal of, of US anymore. Yeah.
0: No, 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 I don't. <laughs> But I know that, that really there are some 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 theaters or some some jails. There are mm. some some jails, um, incredible, crazy, yeah, beautiful, yeah, huge and all decayed and mm. uh, seriously. And even I think some are very easy to visit but uh, i don't know i on my uh, I I would prefer to go back to Japan than to make the first trip to the US for
1: uh, for urbex. Yeah. I mean c- certainly US have some incredible locations that's that's for sure. Yeah. But you know it's uh, <laughs> Whenever I interview anyone from U.S., it never ceases to amaze me how things escalate there so quickly. There is exactly, no exactly. conversation. There's just like police comes right away. Someone calls the police. It's just crazy.
0: Exactly. And, and, and that is actually one of the main reasons I don't want to go to the U.S. because I know Americans by heart. I know them very well. And I know that if a cop catches you inside, uh, you go to the to the station and you have a bad time and it can it can cost you a lot uh, make you a... i don't want to get into that that, that kind of trouble I, I i get caught uh all the time because uh, of when you when you visit a lot of places uh, there is a always a, a percentage of time where you get caught so i got caught a lot of times it always ended well because i could i could talk you you explain the situation you say i'm a photographer i lo- I love abundant places i love to see nature coming back it's very easy to, uh, to um to, to argument. Argumentate and to and to explain people and to and to make people understand what you do and uh, I, I I got caught what once in in England and really it was really a bad bad caught I I was uh, in the, I was half in the window in the first floor I had I, I climbed on the on the on the on the trash uh, stuff and so really the the guy he was very upset and uh, and because the week before he had been uh, threatened by a knife a, a burglars from England that threatened the owner with a knife because they they got caught so it, it's crazy. So the guy he caught me the, the week after, he was super upset and uh, so and, and he caught me, I, I had my legs out of the window and my my, my, my body was inside inside just getting in. Uh, in the first floor, it was very hard climb, and, and he said, "Hey, what?" He, he "When are you getting inside my my, my factory?" It was um, some kind of pottery in, uh, in England. And so I, I I I get down again, very hard uh, way back, way down uh, again, stupid catch, and um and I, I I chat with the guy, and at the end, but he, at the end, he opens me the door, the front door of his factory, and he said, "Okay, just just be careful of the of the floors. Uh, some places they are very rotten uh, wooden uh, floors." And, and and I spent two hours shooting his factory just because I could talk to him and explain to him the, the 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 project or the the why why I'm doing this and uh, so in Americans you cannot I think you can't do this with with an American cop I think it's. A, Impossible. Never you would have an American cup opening the opening the front door.
1: Never. To be honest, nothing is just like black and white like this. Like um, there are uh, places course, in America. Not, America is so so huge. So like not every state or not every every place is like this. So there is that there are places where it's easier or there's places where it's just like a pretty impossible. So and um and Americans are naturally kind of like a very warm people. I, I feel and I yeah, mean, they yeah, yeah. do a lot very, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally agree but I, I'm talking about uh, law enforcement yeah I have very yeah. good American friends I I have very good American friends really uh, of course it's not uh, I don't want to generalize to say uh, American are close people not, not at all but I know that cops you, you better you don't want to be caught by cops in a especially doing something you're you not supposed to do. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the reason that's,
1: why. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yes. Is there anything else that you are kind of like dying to share with me in terms of like stories or anything like that? Oh, you know what? When was the last time you were truly surprised when you went exploring?
0: My last trip was in uh, in Germany. It's the last time I've been able to leave France. It was by car and... Uh, and it was in Germany. And uh, uh, what, what maybe that trip surprised me? Maybe maybe I would say the, the ability of some places to not collapse. I've been to a place in Germany five years ago. Uh, a ballroom, beautiful ballroom with a beautiful uh, pink and, uh, and blue colors on the, on, the, on the ceiling. And I said to my, my two German friends I was with at that time, I said to them, OK, this place, it won't last one more winter with, you know, snow uh, falling on the roof. And I've been there five five years later in in September last year, and the place was almost exactly the same. And it, it's all rotten. The roof is I don't know maybe one kilogram of snow of of, uh, of collapsing, but it's still not collapsing. And it's uh, in a way it's very reassuring because you know that. Um, Sometimes you, you 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 visit some places and they're really really in bad conditions and you don't uh, you you just don't go this for this place because you see okay the the floor is too is too rotten and I don't want to to, to go there. But most of the time I think you can go because it takes really a uh, a lot to make a, a a big place to 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 collapse. So maybe this is the, the last time I've been surprised is to see this place. Still uh, up five years after having uh, seen a total ruin of, a, of the ballroom.
1: You said Germany, right? Yeah, Germany. German engineering. There you go. Cliché.
0: Exactly. That, that is certainly the, <laughs> the reason. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, you, you, I think you, you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: I think the way we're going to finish is by just touching a little bit about like the corona situation in France, like what's the current situation. And you mentioned that you had uh, the virus yourself.
0: Uh, Yes, Uh, I did not have any symptoms, but uh, yes, yes, I got it uh, uh, three months ago or two months ago, I don't know, but I did not have any, any symptoms, anything. So I'm, I'm an OB, I
1: think. I met people like that. They had absolutely like there's there's no symptoms whatsoever, and they were fine. And there are other people who you know have it really difficult. Like it's a really strange one.
0: But the crazy thing about this virus, or, I mean, about me, is that I, really I, I don't take any risk. I'm, I don't go to see people. I don't. I, just, uh, I don't take any risk. I, I have no idea how I caught it, but uh, still I, I caught it. But I, I see people that, that go to that still go to parties, to dinners with friends at, uh, at home. And they don't. They never got it. And I, I, I would be very interested in knowing how this virus got me. Really. <laughs>
1: Yeah. What's the current situation in France? Are you guys like doing some sort of lockdowns or is it because it's, it's a year well, in and then what's the situation?
0: Yeah. Well, in France, we have a, a curfew at night at 6 p.m. Uh, but I think we are the, the only well, one of the last countries that uh, are not under lockdown. We, we still uh, we have a normal life until uh, 6 p.m. and the curfew. But uh, I, I think the, the, the lockdown will, will arrive in the in the next uh, weeks it's almost sure but uh, right now people go to work people are, are allowed to shop shoppings are open just restaurants and bars are closed for uh for a long time but uh, life is almost normal except for the, the curfew and uh, and uh, the shops and, re- and of course all the museums cinemas of course all the cultural life is uh is stopped our restaurant bars closed things are normal but i i could bet that uh, in the in the Coming weeks, really, even coming days, they will uh, set a, a new uh, third lockdown because um, things are are not going in the right direction.
1: Mm. Well, by the time this episode is out, we will be in that time, so we will exactly see if, uh, exactly. if your bet paid off or exactly. not. And- <laughs> Jean, this was uh, this was a pleasure.
0: Pleasure shared. And
1: yeah, and thank you for for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, so wait, how do I say no? Bonjour is like. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Right. Like a good mo- ah, yes, a good yes. morning. Yes. Fuck it. Like I should have. I should have started with bonjour, Jean. At the beginning. Like th- 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 We can start. We yeah. can
0: start over again if you want.
1: Yeah. I, you know. Like I don't like the like the, the <laughs> fake, fake stuff. Like I just. No, I, just I understand. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What about what about the goodbye? Have, no. we the, have we? A- avoir. Yeah,
0: this is German, this is German. I
1: is German. Au, <laughs> oh, au revoir is French. Yeah, I was, I stopped myself. I stopped myself from yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Au revoir would a- au- be Au
0: revoir,
1: au revoir. Au revoir. Oh, a- nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, au or, or, or revoir, John. See you in channel. A- au revoir, Greg.
0: <laughs> exactly. We we will talk about that.
1: All right, so that was Jean. So yeah, yeah, I really love that chat. I must say the, the Baikano story that really got me. Obviously, whenever someone talks to me about Duran shadows, I always compare it to my own experience, but uh, he did risk a lot during that trip. And that's really something that was a bit, a bit crazy, I must say, but wow, that's amazing. Amazing that he managed to do it and everything went okay. If you would like to see Jean's pictures, you need to have a look at his Instagram page you can find him at jean jonk that's with the four k's at the end now he has a new book out and actually the book has a crowdfunding campaign open for its release now you can find all the information on his instagram page in his bio the book is available in french and english and it's called naturalia part two so that was today's episode. Next week, I'm talking to my first Norwegian explorer. That's coming on Saturday. And on Wednesday, we have the last episode of the Chernobyl mini series. That's where I have two explorers coming on the podcast and we're doing a social commentary. And we even did a little Chernobyl quiz. So stay tuned for that new episode coming this wednesday this was chasing bandos podcast i'm your host greg abandoned and i'm signing off